Hello and welcome to the Heart of Markness Classic Rock Podcast. That's what I call the weekend edition of my podcast because every Thursday it's Led Zeppelin. It's primarily Led Zeppelin, that's my focus, that's my passion, but on the weekends, and sometimes not on the weekends, just on a whim, I will feature somebody else's concerts, in this case Tom Petty. It all came about when COVID hit and we were all stuck at home at the very beginning. Remember that? Shit was crazy. People were unsettled. Everything was falling apart. And I decided to help assuage my increasing neuroses by uh, doing more concerts, man. And uh, right around the same time, I took notice of uh, the Gems Trading Group, who had uh, become the curators of the Mike Millard collection. Mike Millard being the legendary taper who taped in the L.A. area from 74-ish to 94-ish. Or 90, and in the, into, the, into the early 90s. And uh, then he passed away. But he made ridiculously high-quality recordings. He had a Nakamichi tape deck, AKG mics, the capsules from inside the microphones, just the little, the actual part that did the microphoning, not the, uh, not the thing you held onto in the little ball on top. And uh, he did amazing work and recorded amazing people at the peak. He's got Zeppelin at their peak, Floyd at their peak, Queen, Bob Dylan, Everybody, shit, Kansas, Thin Lizzy, Susie Quattro, yes. Everybody from that era, essentially, who toured, Peter Gabriel, Genesis, uh, he would record in that great thing, and he traded. And um, the Gems Group was able to take possession of many of his master recordings, which were thought lost. I mean, the legend around him was that after he passed, his tapes were destroyed either, or he destroyed them, but they weren't. They were just home in his room, and somebody talked to his mom and uh, got to know her and befriend her and win her trust and like, hey, got access to these tapes. And um, so they've every Saturday, this Gems Trading Group has been releasing the tapes on the uh, BitTorrent sites, the, the, the live music BitTorrent sites, like Dime a Dozen and uh, I think Trader's Den, too. And I took notice of that because that's noteworthy because every Mike Millard recording is brilliant. Or at least very good. So I started downloading them just because, hey, that's noteworthy. If I want to hear a Tom Petty show, I want to hear a ridiculously well-recorded Tom Petty show. Which is what this is today. Um, so I started doing that as a, a, as a, as a uh, quarantine episode. <laughs> And then I just kept doing it. I mean, I know COVID's still going on. It's tapering off slowly. But um, now it's just become something I do. On the weekends, I usually do a live recording. And it's usually whatever uh, Millard recording had been released. As it is today. And uh, the Millard release today is a first-generation tape. Which means we're listening to a copy of the tape, the actual master tape. But that's fine because Mike Millard as he did in all things audio, made excellent copies with excellent equipment. So there's very little lost. 
And it's Tom Petty, Universal Amphitheater, July 29th, 1989. This is Tom Petty uh, touring with the Heartbreakers in support of his solo album, Full Moon Fever, which kind of elevated him from Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers being, you know, rock stars to being legendary rock stars. I remember in the mid-80s with Southern accents and stuff, I remember reading because, I mean, Tom Petty wasn't really my cup of tea in the in the earlier 80s. I was in high school and I liked The Who and Led Zeppelin and The Stones and Judas Priest and stuff like that, Iron Maiden to a point. Um, and then we're, you know, basically not Tom Petty. And uh, so I didn't really pay attention to it, but I did read... Uh, spin and Rolling Stone religiously. And I remember reading that around the Southern Accents time in the mid-80s, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers were kind of like, they weren't at the, they weren't at their peak energy-wise, health-wise, etc. And um, I think that correlated with Petty's involvement in the Traveling Wilburys in 87, which did good for everybody in that group. Everybody benefited from that project. Jeff Lynn, most of all, because then he produced everybody's everything for the next five years. And, you know, so George Harrison, Bob Dylan, Tom Petty, Roy Orbison, everybody had a boost in the arm because it was a fun project. Remember that? The Wilburys? It's a good album. I don't like Jeff Lynn's just sterile production on that. I wish it could have been something like Rick Rubin would have done fucking great with that project. But, yeah, whatever. That's just my preference. I mean, Jeff Lynne and ELO are huge, and he was hugely popular. What am I talking about? This has nothing to do with Tom Petty. It kind of does. It kind of does. So he did the Wilburys, and then from that folded into, around that time, everybody, like uh, George Harrison, put out a solo album. I got my mind set on you. Remember that? Uh, Jeff Lynn produced that. Roy Orbison piggybacked off the Wilburys and put out a solo album just before he died. Or maybe it came out after he died. That's sad. But it was a hit. Mystery Girl. Really good album. Really good album. Had great songwriters. Elvis Costello submitted a song. Uh, Bono wrote a song for him. It's cool shit. You should listen to it. Um, And Tom Petty with Full Moon Fever, and they all had Jeff Lynne involved, and they all, it was all, I just picture it being a series of kind of sessions, and, you know, the same core group was at George's sessions, as were at Tom's sessions, as were at Roy Orbison's sessions, and uh, Jeff Lynne probably put something out there. Dylan did. He didn't really bounce as much, I don't think. I don't know, maybe he did. Anyway. Who knows? But uh, Tom Petty, Full Moon Fever. Exploded. Exploded. Almost. It's one of those albums like uh, 90125 from Yes. Or uh, Brothers in Arms from The Dire Straits. That almost every song on the album was a single and a hit. They just kept releasing songs from years, years into it. And uh, in the case of Yes and Dire Straits, the exposure was to a point where kind of everybody on Earth had had enough. It's like, wow, that was super awesome. I don't ever need to hear from Dire Straits or Yes again. Whereas Tom Petty, people didn't get sick of it. 
people were reminded of his brilliance. He got back with a shot in the arm with the Heartbreakers. And on that high exposure, they rode into the 90s and just kept on going. And this is the tour that is the first initial foray into that shot in the arm era. And it's great and noteworthy that he has the Heartbreakers as his band, again, for his solo stuff. And it's great that they decided to do that. Um, I think it's kind of like a Bruce Springsteen in the E Street Band situation, where Springsteen releases some stuff on his own and some stuff with the band, but they all tour to both of that, you know. (laughs) That was the least eloquent to both of that. Uh, The E Street Band plays his solo material as well as the E Street Band material, as the Heartbreakers play the Tom Petty material and the Heartbreakers material. There! That's much more cogent than whatever came out of my mouth a moment ago. I don't even remember anymore. All right. I'm a rambling nine minutes. All right. You've suffered enough. Here is the set list for the show. And I'm giving you the set list because I will make this available on heartofmarkness.com, where you'll be able to get this entire concert, just like I did for free. So they open with feel, I'll feel a whole lot better. Uh, the bird song and you know, Roger McGuinn is a huge influence on Petty. Huge influence on Petty. Uh, then to Don't Do Me Like That, American Girl, Free Falling, The Waiting, Breakdown, I Won't Back Down, Ben's Boogie, Ben Montanch and his delicious keyboards, Don't Come Around Here No More, my favorite video of all time, Even the Losers, Milk Cow Blues, a little bit of blues, a Presley cover of a Kokomo Arnold song, Facing the Crowd, Something Big, You're So Bad, You Got Lucky, Rebels, Clash Song, Should I Stay or Should I Go Now, then Keep Your Hands to Yourself, the Georgia Satellites song, the one time I saw Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, the Satellites opened, and they were amazing. Remember that? They were they were just a, like a two-hit wonder. One album was a hit. Keep Your Hands to Yourself and Battleship Chains. Great fucking rock and roll band. At least live. Refugee, Running Down a Dream. Here comes my girl jamming me and closing out with how many more days. <sighs> if you want it, you can have it from heartofmarkness.com. All right. At least the last minute and a half was substantive. Substantive. All right. First song. Everybody, thanks for bearing with me and the chitter chatter. I keep getting people saying we like the chitter chatter. Some people don't. Uh, let's open with Free Fallen. All right. Let's start with just the big old chunk of American cheese. Free Fallen. <laughs> Thank you. 
People were singing along to that song, the way people would sing along to Hotel California or Stairway or something like that. It's a classic. It was an instant classic. It resonated with those people deeply upon release. That's impressive. That's really impressive. It's sad that he's gone. He was really cool. Decades after decades, he was consistent. And his band was the shit. I love Stan Lynch's drumming. 
I know he's hasn't been in the band for a trillion years, but um, I love, I love his drumming. All right, is he in the band now? I should look that up, or at least on this recording, I think he is. Huh, I th- I'm almost positive. Um, rather than blather on, although it is noteworthy that they sang along. I mean, that's that, that's really impressive. Um, because it's not like a song they grew up with. It's a song that just came out like the year before. Uh, oh yes, I'm gonna play now for you. Um, keep your hands to yourself. That Georgia Satellites song. This has somebody from the Georgia Satellites in it, but not the singer, because Tom sings it. Let me see. The notes will tell me. Da, da, da. Pop the lid. The birds. The birds. Uh, oh, joined on stage by members of the Georgia Satellites. <laughs> okay. So, maybe the good... I don't know. Anyway, good song. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers and members of the Georgia Satellites. Enjoy it. This is a fun one.
Tom Petty's cool as shit, man. That was great. And I guess it was most of the book, Georgia Satellites. I hadn't listened to the entire track, and I heard Tom singing the first part. I'm like, oh, okay, he sings it. Cool. I didn't, uh, I should have listened to the whole song. Hope you're not disappointed in me. That was fun. That was lots and lots of fun, actually. Good band. Holy shit. I love, uh, man. All right. I have said enough because I'm not saying anything. I thought I had some great insight to give. La, 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 la. Other than the people sang along to that song, too. That was interesting. Um, American Girl. Let's do that, right? Because I'm not really adding much to this conversation. Let Tom do the talking, man. American Girl, the good old classic, the one that put him on the map in the first place. Enjoy. Oh, and the uh, dates again. July 29th, 1989. Universal Amphitheater, Los Angeles, California. 90202. <laughs>
That was great. Another sing-along. Exultant. Very rock and roll. And it, it, the, 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 the great insight that I wanted to share before that I forgot because I'm a genius. Um, is that rock and roll? I mean, like listening to that Georgia Satellite song, there's a lot of yeehaw country hickness in it. And which got me thinking like rock and roll has country you know there's a lot of yeehaw in rock and roll and there's a lot of yeehaw in america where we're a high percentage of yeehaw even though sometimes we don't like to show it but there's there's um that tom petty embodied at that time for that time the voice of just the same voice that Springsteen has uh, of yeehaw, yeehaw people. What, 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 you know, yeehaw people just means working class. You work hard and life is hard. It's harder than you thought it was going to be. There's some greatness to it. So my gosh, let's sing about that greatness. The American girl. Let's sing about that girl that we love. Let's sing about that night that we had that made everything else bearable. Um, working into a parable here, which rhymes with bearable. Ha! I'm inerable. Is that a word? I don't know. Are we done? Holy shit. I think we're done. Thank you for bearing with me through this rambling, rambling, unfocused, enjoyable recreational podcast. I am going to bow out coming up on 30 minutes now. Some good songs. You'll be able to find this on heartofmarkness.com. You can find me, uh, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, etc. And you already know where to find me on the podcasts because you're listening to me. But I'm also everywhere else. Ooh, something just went bring. All righty. Thank you for listening. I'll be back Thursday with Led Zeppelin. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. I think I might do a part two. Of what? I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Thank you. Be good to yourselves and each other. Tom Petty kicks ass. Good night.